We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, Let's get to our first guest on the program. It's a pleasure, as always, to be joined by Peter King of NBC Sports. Uh, Peter, we appreciate the time uh, per usual. How How are you doing this afternoon? Hey, everything's great. I'm out in the Bay Area with the family, having a nice holly jolly Christmas. So uh, life is good for me. How about you guys? Yeah, we're we're doing well. Yeah, great great holiday, and, and things keep rolling for the for the 49ers. Now eight in a row, eleven and four. Couple of games to go. I, I just got to get your impressions here of the latest Brock Purdy game against uh, probably the the toughest defense that he's faced to this point. What did what did you think of of him and and the Niners in getting that eighth straight win? You know, I sort of look at the 49ers right now as that team that, you know, obviously gets hot at the right time. And the most fortunate thing for them clearly has been the fact that uh, Brock Purdy has stepped in. And he stepped in uh, in a way that I think not even Kyle Shanahan could have hoped for. You know, he texted me last week after the game and just very few words, but one of them was the guy's just, uh, several of them, the guy's just unbelievable. And um, I think what is unbelievable about it clearly is his precociousness um, because nobody expected him to be this good this fast. But I also think there's one other factor involved in this and I think I, I think I said this to Ray a couple of weeks ago, and I keep thinking about it. We all think how unlikely it is, how ridiculous it is that uh, he would be playing uh, this well this soon. And and I think who, who isn't surprised at it? But I do think there's one factor that people sort of overlook. Everybody says, well, you know, last pick in the draft and all that, which obviously is true played 48 games in the Big 12. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you you think because Trey Lance was the third pick in a draft and Brock Purdy was the 262nd, I think that's right, pick in a draft, that naturally Brock Purdy is going to be far less of an accomplished player in the NFL. And, you know, it's so early. Of course, he might be. But I think we do forget that very early in a guy's career, and Brock Purdy just turned 23 this week, very early in a guy's career that what really matters is his level of experience. 
and Purdy had great experience. And you know what? A lot of hard knocks experience. And I don't mean the TV show. I mean that he got beat up. You know, that wasn't always a great program, obviously, at Iowa State. So to me, I think you have to look at Brock Purdy and you have to understand that there is a bit of, uh, of history to him. And, and look, I've talked to Brock Purdy for 10 minutes, uh, of my life. So I don't claim to know Brock Purdy, but what really impressed me in the time I talked to him, which was after the Dolphins game, is that nothing that he did that day, and I'm sure nothing he's done since then is any kind of a surprise. No, I mean, the guy has just been incredible. I, the thing that that uh, I've noticed about him is that the guy's got a crazy compete level. And yeah. it's hard, you don't you can't measure that. There's no combine stat for compete. And this guy competes. But the thing that was at the combine, and, and it's one thing that I missed, I'm, every team in the league missed, including the Niners, otherwise he wouldn't have gone last, is he his 10-yard split was 1-5-5. I was talking to Dre Greenlaw about this in the locker room the other day. And when he heard that, he said one five five, and he was floored by that. That's ninety fifth percentile of uh, of a ten yard split. He's got that ability to get away, kind of like Mahomes. I hate to say it, kind of like Joe. If you want to go old school Niners, um, that doesn't necessarily show up in the forty time, Peter. Yeah, and and look, I think if you ask anybody who plays pro football. The reason that that's going to be impressive is that very seldom do you run a 40 in pro football. It's much more often that a 10-yard split, even though nobody really pays any attention to that, it's more often that a 10-yard split matters. It certainly matters in offensive linemen, uh, and it'll matter for a quarterback because what does a quarterback need to do? He needs to get out of the way. I think even though I, I was watching Zach Wilson um, last week or the week, whatever, last Thursday night, and a couple of times, and I know that Zach Wilson seems like such a lost cause right now, but one of the things that people saw in Zach Wilson is his incredible speed when he gets out of the pocket. People are not catching him. And, and again, look, if Zach Wilson had some of the uh, some of the other traits of Brock Purdy, uh, he'd be taking the league by storm right now because his athleticism is so great. But that is the core piece of athleticism for a quarterback that I think is the most important. Peter King joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Peter, that being said, and this is something we're going to get into on on the show today, Kyle Shanahan was asked yesterday about the quarterback situation for next season. Of course, he's going to dodge it, says he's not even thinking about that. There's bigger things to come. We all we all know. But if you had to look ahead and, and look at the layout of the 49ers QB room, I mean, how much can it change based on how things end between now and, and whenever the season ends for the 49ers? And, and how would you sort of slot things for next year? And, and where does that leave Trey Lance potentially? Um. Well, I think it's easy to sit here and say right now that Kyle Shanahan doesn't have to make a decision. He is going to allow Brock Purdy and Trey Lance to go into training camp next year and may the best man win. And that's a pretty good luxury to have, the third pick in the draft and a guy who just took the league by storm, uh, depending on what happens down the stretch. 
But that could all change. How could it change? Look, there's two games left in the regular season. There are as many as four games left after that. Brock Purdy could, could, let's underline could, take the field six more times before the offseason comes. Now, if he takes the field six more times, he's going to win the job, and it's going to be his job, in, in my opinion anyway, in 2023. You're not going to take the guy out of the game uh, and, 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 and put him behind Trey Lance on the depth chart after he did what he has done. Whether he wins the Super Bowl or not, his sixth game from right now would be the Super Bowl if the 49ers make it. Now, there's one, I think there's one comp in history that sort of reminds me of this, but, but isn't exactly this. And that is that, uh, you know, when Tom Brady first became a player in 2001, he got in there because Drew Bledsoe got hurt. But he had almost all of the regular season and then the postseason to prove himself. And if you guys remember, Drew Bledsoe was healthy for the Super Bowl that year and, in fact, had come in to relieve Brady in the AFC Championship game when the Patriots beat the Steelers. And Bill Belichick had a decision to make uh, coming into Super Bowl week because Brady was banged up. But Belichick knew all along if Brady's healthy, he's getting the job back. And Bledsoe was unhappy because he came in and he sort of Mariano rivera the AFC Championship game. But, but, but anyway, Purdy is not going to have the length of time to prove himself that Brady did 21 years ago. The difference now is that it isn't like he's going up against a proven quarterback because Trey Lance is not a proven quarterback. He hasn't proved anything yet. So I think Kyle Shanahan, I I mean, everybody said, oh, boy, that'll be a tough decision. I don't think it will be. He's just going to let the play determine it. If the 49ers go down in flames in the wild card game or maybe even in the divisional round, he's probably going to have a decision to make. But I think if he gets much farther than that with Brock Purdy, I, it just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't asked him. Uh, and I don't know that Kyle Shanahan will even entertain the thought of it right now because he doesn't have to. Sometimes in football, people want you to make decisions you don't have to make yet. And I don't blame anybody for asking him the question. But if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm not answering that question right now, in part because I really don't know, uh, and in part because I don't have to say anything right now. We're talking to Peter King, and, uh, you know, I think, Peter, I think John Lynch deserves the Executive of the Year award. I mean, um, not just the way that Purdy has played as Mr. Irrelevant, but he's got like 14 or 15 rookies between the practice squad and the active roster. Uh, Drake Jackson's played well. Womack's played well. Yeah. Burford is starting. And then I thought the timing of that McCaffrey trade really kind of, I mean, the season was dangling by a thread there. If he goes to the Rams, they maybe lose that game to the Rams and drop to three and six, and the whole thing tumbles out of control. I know Howie Roseman's awesome, but and, and the Eagles are stacked. He had a great offseason, but I'm giving it to Lynch. How do you break down that award? <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting. I've, I've always thought that executive of the year, that you can pick, you can pick it in certain ways, okay? So 
I think John Lynch deserves tremendous amount of credit for the roster that he's built. He and Adam Peters and obviously Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, because he does have the final say. Now, I do think that Shanahan, Peters, Parag Marate, and Lynch, uh, you know, and Jed York certainly, uh, at least from what I know, and look, it's been five years I sat in the draft room in their first draft, but their teamwork then, and from what I hear about it now, uh, is very, very good. Now, the Howie Roseman thing is interesting because, um, you know, a lot of people might say, well, executive of the year means executive of uh, 2022. So it's hard to count things like, you know, reaching for Jalen Hurts in the second round. Um, And some of the decisions that he made before this year that are really paying off this year. So, you know, I think some people judge it only on the decisions you make this year. If you judge it only on the decisions you make this year, I think Lynch has a very compelling case for it. I'd probably vote for Roseman uh, right now, uh, along with, I mean, look, I thought John Schneider would have been in it until the Seahawks kind of plunged uh, starting about a month ago. But the one thing about uh, John Lynch's case that no one can argue is that everybody can say, well, geez, you know, uh, Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft, uh, so the 49ers missed on him six times. But but I think the thing I would say about that is, well, you know, the 31 other teams didn't pick him at all. So it, it's almost like when Brady went 199th and everybody said, well, if the Patriots were that smart, they would have taken him early than earlier than 199th. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They picked him. And uh, and they get the credit for it, and I think Lynch should get the credit here. I I do not begrudge him an executive of the year vote for that and for other reasons. Peter, uh, I want to ask you about the the landscape of the the bottom half, let's say, of the NFC playoff picture right now. And I, I guess I'll, I'll ask it in this way: between the Giants and the Commanders, and let's say Detroit and Green Bay, who suddenly is very much in this mix. Among that group, I mean, what what team you think is is the biggest threat to to do something if they get in, and, and maybe from the 49ers' point of view, which, which team do you think they wouldn't want to see out of that group? That's a really really good question. Um, if I were the 49ers, the team I probably wouldn't want to see, as crazy as it sounds, I don't think I'd want to see the Giants. Just because the Giants have the kind of defense that has frustrated some very good offenses this year. Look, the 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 Lions, I would have said the Lions five days ago, uh, or three days ago, whatever, uh, but the Lions now really got exposed, especially uh, on the ground. And so I guess I look at uh, I look at the Lions right now. And I have some immense skepticism. And you get you get over 300 yards run against you when you know time and again the run is coming. Um, that's that's a damning statistic. And so I think of all those guys you mentioned, I'd mention I'd say the Giants because of their defense. But I think the Giants are so toothless on offense. That you really wouldn't happen. You wouldn't have to have a great day 
on offense. You just have to have a kind of middle-of-the-road day. The only way the Giants are going to hurt you on offense is if Saquon Barkley um, you know, owns the game. And I just don't think anybody, any offensive weapon right now is going to own the game against the Niners. Uh, Peter, the Broncos got crushed on Christmas, and then Nathaniel Hackett uh, took the brunt of it, and he's gone after 15 games. The interesting thing to me, though, is that, uh, you know, and George Payton, I thought, had an interesting offseason, even though a lot of people will be critical of him on the Russell Wilson trade. But according to what I read, whoever they hire as the new coach is not going to report to George Payton, that they're going to report directly to the owner. And I just think that this is a problem the 49ers have had in the past, and I just think this is a problem that you see around the league when you have you know the front office and the head coach on different timelines different motivations they're not aligned they're then you know it just when they're not locked together i just think that's problematic is denver making a mistake with their structure i don't know i don't know a team right now where the coach bypasses the general manager to report to the owner and again Jed York would have every right in the world to say to Kyle Shanahan, I hired you, I'm my boss, uh, I want to see you every Monday morning at 9 o'clock and we're going to have a two-hour conversation. Okay? And, and, and he, he's within his right to do that. But And some teams have had success and done that. The Buffalo Bills did it. Ralph Wilson used to... Um, have command performances with his head coaches, and heck, they went to four straight Super Bowls. So I'm not saying it is unworkable. I'm saying that, uh, to me, the only way that a football organization can work, in my opinion, is to have the general manager and the coach, the only way it can work for any length of time, is to have the general manager and the coach aligned and to have the owner or the owner's representative, uh, as is Rob Penner's uh, job in uh, you know with the uh, with the Broncos, you know he's part of the ownership group. He's not the owner. Uh, the only way it can work is to have those those the general manager and coach aligned at the hip, and those guys reporting to the owner. I don't understand an owner who wants to have people report to him uh, because to me who has who, who wants to have his coach report to him because to me what that does it's it, it means that the coach and the owner then can be a cabal okay and the general manager then can sit with the owner on Sunday and it's just I, I just don't think it's a healthy way uh, traditionally to run the team. It's not to say it can't work. And look, here's the bottom line in the Denver Broncos. If Russell Wilson plays next year the way he played this year, I don't care if the reincarnation of Vince Lombardi is the coach and Bill Walsh is the offensive coordinator. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter. If Russell Wilson stinks, they're going to stink. And so the, anybody can report to anybody, but if they don't solve Russell Wilson... And and by the way, I keep hearing people say, well, geez, now, you can't touch Russell Wilson. You can't cut him until 2026. That's a bunch of nonsense. They can, I mean, look, it's going to be very hard to cut him now with $110 million of dead cap space next year that that would mean. 
it'd be very hard to cut him at the end of next year if he was awful again because that's $85 million of dead cap space. That would really bother me. But you know what would bother me more? Entering 2025 with a horrible quarterback as the anvil on my roster. So I would rather pay Russell Wilson off and get him out of there at the end of next year if that is indeed, if he does have an instant replay of this year. Peter, thanks a lot. We really appreciate it as always. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, hey, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Thanks, All right. Peter. All right, the great Peter King joining us here on 95.7 The Games. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.